Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. All right. Hey. We're not really supposed to speak over each other. No, and look at and this. the first thing Just we look did. look at this. That's where I have problems. Distortion. Right there. Distortion. Distortion. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Wait. I'm, I'm excited. Every time you turn on the microphone and you get this radiant smile on your face, which I'm going to take a picture of you right now okay. so people know exactly what kind of radiance. Oh, Show shame. me your radiant first right out of the gate. What Yay. Was it? Hey, come on. It's amazing. That's Ali Hassan who That's gets excited. That's Marco Timpano. Yeah, we're, I mean... Come on, are you trying to suggest that you're not excited? I'm, you know, I'm not a morning person. Oh. I'm not a morning person. and and No wonder is... we drink first thing in the morning. <sighs> Just to give us a little pep, huh? I I'm got telling the pep. you. This yeah. is eat and drink. Oh, yeah. Where we drink sure. in the morning. I, when one assumes that one would know what one is listening to. But no, you know what? That's the way to do it professionally. You uh, you give the uh, the ID off the top. I guess. You're listening to Eat and Drink with Marco Timpano and Ali Hassan. Yes. Energy levels are uh, low side. on Marco's yes. side. <laughs> Oddly high. High for no good reason. Actually, there may be a good reason. We're going to get into that. That's true. My energy, yeah. So um, before we get to the drink, we need to mention that you are currently on a restrictive this, diet. Okay? You, you buried the lead. No, you did the oh, opposite did I, of it. That's the thing. That's the reason my energy levels are good. Huh? Oh, I'm is it because of your, your... I mean, I think so. Oh, what man. else could it be? What else could it be? How's that going, by the way? What day are you on? So the the plan is called the Whole30. Right. The Whole30 is one of these things either people are like, what the heck is that? Or uh, you know who Ashley Bodding is, of right? Course you know I Ashley. Yes, so, of course. Uh, Marco and I have a common friend, Ashley Bodding. If your children have ever watched Odd Squad, yes. uh, she was Delivery Debbie to my delivery dog. Delivery Debbie needed a, a nemesis, and then my character came for one episode, and I wound up doing six. One of some of the most fun I've ever had on, on camera. Amazing. Uh, working with a goat, so on and so forth. Anyway, um, uh, Ashley Bodding had a Facebook post earlier this year where she said, hey, do I have any friends who are not doing the Whole30? And I was like, oh my God, here I am thinking I'm doing a, a fairly unique thing. I'm alone in this world, except for me and my wife who are going through the misery sometimes. Um, and so, so either you have the situation where everybody's doing it or you've never heard of it. There's right. sort of no in-between. It kind of catches fire, I guess, once you, you do it. So what it is, it's an elimina- elimination diet. The 30 in Whole30 means 30 days. Okay. So it's intended to not be a lifestyle change, but inherent in this program, you start realizing what works well for you, what oh. doesn't. So some people do this elimination diet. They cut out. So what, do you, what you're doing is you're cutting out soy. You're cutting out alcohol, which which poses challenges for you and I, obviously. Uh, cu- cutting out sugar. Sugar is the primary one. Right. Cutting out dairy, grains, legumes. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one for me. I really like dal, as you right. know. I made it on the show, and I'm like, oh, my. So what happens is uh, day 30, some people go, I am going to have a cake, a massive right. cake all to myself. Now what are you doing? You're putting dairy and sugar and maybe soy and other preservatives back into your system all at once. You're going to get a massive migraine. Sure. Everything goes reset back to zero. All your gains are gone. The way to do it is, let's say I'm going to do, because I've done this before. So, okay. And just for the record, we don't recommend this diet for anyone. 
talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. And send your, your emails. Your doctor's going to tell you, uh, don't do it, because okay. doctors are clowns like that. Right. But I recommend it. Sure. But I'm not a professional. Right. This is not a professional recommendation. Right. But I like that you covered our butts on that. Um, but, you know, the day 31, let's, I'll probably have lentils. I'll wait two days. My body will be like, hey, I'm okay. No headache, no right. no, no lag. No, now I'm good. Now lentils are back in. I see. Day uh, day three, day four after the 30 days, maybe I'll do hummus, you know, chickpeas. Sure. I'll probably be fine. But, you can't uh, do chickpeas on the I can't do chickpeas. Wow. That's legumes. Yeah, it's very, very oh, yes, strict. Legume. And then day nine, I'll introduce gin. My body will reject it. Right. And I will force my way through that rejection and say, screw you, body. This is a temporary headache. And uh, because alcohol is a poison. Why gin? I mean, you know what happened last why time? Why gin versus beer? Versus I will tell you okay. why. Right. Beer is my preferred drink. I, I think I've said this to you many times. Ad nauseum, probably you, I've said no, this. No, no. Something happens to your palate. When you cut out all of these yes. unnatural food, you're just basically eating meat, seafood, vegetables, fruits, um, eggs. Olives are okay, you know. Oh, you can have eggs. I can have eggs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So just food in its natural form, I basically. See. What happens is your your palate literally changes. So the, the the beer I had on day thirty one, the first time I did Whole Thirty, which I thought would be the most delicious beverage I've ever had in my life—a right. cold, crisp beer, exactly the one I want. I had some kind of a lager or a pilsner, like a Cronenberg. Oh. Yes. Just a nice crisp beer. Mouth is watering right now thinking sure. about it. But uh, but F me if it didn't taste like the weirdest beverage ever. First right. of all, I got this kind of like it felt like a coating on my tongue sure. as I drank it, this wax-like coating. Second of all, it didn't have that same refreshing taste. It had like kind of a weird bitterness to it. So beer doesn't actually taste that good. The other thing is I'm trying to cut out. Those, 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 the, the, the stuff with gluten because I, sure. my, you know, I got this eczema. Yeah. No one wants to know about my eczema. No. This is a food show, obviously. <laughs> this, yeah. will, this will get your appetite no, going. Listen. The eczema on my shin. Hey, let me take a picture of my shins and the eczema. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to cut that out anyway. But gin somehow, tequila, these are also beverages I, I really like. Sure. And they still taste good after well, the whole thing. There you thing. go. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Now that we heard about your eczema, I think it's time to have a drink. Oh, I think that's fair. Okay. <laughs> good segue. So you can't have this drink. And, you, and we're not going to fake it. How dare you? How dare you we're, throw no, that in my face right well, now? Well, here's the thing. It's challenging because it's like, okay, if you can't have a drink, what do I make for yeah, this really, portion of uh, the show? I really screwed you on this. I no. Apologize. So I said, you know what? I'm going to make a drink that's a visual drink for you if I do it right. Yeah. I'm not guaranteeing that I'm doing it right. Now, you know that in the last 10 years, cocktails have been all the rage. Prior to that, when I was going to clubs and stuff, nobody or restaurants, nobody was really making cocktails. No. And if you were having a cocktail, it was seen as a, you know, woman's drink. Sure. Kind of thing. If, anything, if you called yourself a mixologist, you'd be laughed out of yeah. town, right? There was no such thing. It was your standard bar, gin and tonics, rum and cokes, yep. uh, I can't think of another one, but you know, you know, what I'm talking about I mean, scotch and soda. Do you have the credibility um, to be here right now, Ryan Ginger. <laughs> I don't. I so don't. Um, but what was popular back then that you don't see so much anymore are shots. Hmm. You don't see shots, in particular, this shot, which is called 
the B-52. Okay. I will say that yes. uh, you're right that I haven't seen a B-52 in a long time. Yes. Uh, but uh, you will see shots if you spend some time with myself and a few of my friends. Somehow okay. these guys. But but to your point, it's like shot of Jameson, shot of tequila, right. shot, not a mixed shot. Like, you know, it used to be sex on the beach. You'd get a shot right. of that. You'd get sure. an Alabama slammer. You'd get a right. tequila popper. Oh, what a, what a walk down memory lane. You don't see that as much anymore. Yeah. And so I'm not saying I want to bring this back, but I'm going to bring it back for this episode. Now, what can you tell me about the B-52? I mean, sweet. Uh, okay, so here's what I, you know, uh, a mudslide? Yes. I, I, in my mind, a B-52 was kind of like a mudslide. Like the first time I tried a mudslide, I'm like, oh, this is like the B-52 kind of in a drink with maybe another ingredient or two. True? Yeah. False? It's, it's a layered drink, so you're right. It has three ingredients, okay. the classic B-52. Now, the B-52, also known as a beefy or a bifty, beefy. Yeah, is a layered drink. Now, what do you think beefy. it was named after? An Arab, a, a plane. Like a B-52 bomber, right? Yes. 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 Wrong. You're going to set me up. You're going to encourage me. You're going to nod as yeah. I say it and then shoot me down. Because that Not is the assumption a lot one. of people have, okay. right? It's actually named after the band that re- recorded Love Shack and all those Love other tunes. Love Shack. Love Shack, baby. Really? Yes. They. So this bartender in, get this, the Banff Spring Hotel in Alberta. That's our people was making drinks after his favorite bands or bands that had records that he liked, and he made this particular drink after the B-52s. Yeah. Now, uh, there is some, you know, controversy that somebody in New York may have been the person, but based on the research I've done, Hmm. going on Wikipedia just one time, uh, I have to agree with it. It's a Canadian drink. It's often associated with the keg because it became popular in Alberta, and so it was one of the first drinks that the keg restaurants, which is a chain of steakhouses, was doing in 77. So a lot of people associate this particular drink with the keg when, in fact, it was the Banff Springs Hotel. And the bartender's name is... Peter Fitch. Fitchy. Fitchy. Fitchster. Good old old Fitch. Let's see if I can do this. So when you're going to do a layered drink, what you want is a spoon. You don't want to just be pouring it into your glass, right? You want to sort of slowly pour it into the glass so that it layers on top. And what you're doing is the denser liquor is going on the bottom. Right. The next densest is on top. The last one in this case will go on top of that. Basically, it's like making a seven-layer bean dip. But no, I'm, not, I'm just no, trying to... No, <laughs> in, in, in a way you're right. Yeah, because <laughs> if you put the sour cream at the bottom, everything would sink to the bottom. And so layers are important. Layers, layers are, important. are important. And what struck me with what you said is I was thinking of another drink called the Pousset Café, which is a seven-layered uh, alcoholic drink. Sounds filthy. Yeah, it, it sounds filthy too, but it isn't. I think it's a, it must be a French drink. I'll look into it. That's, Pousset Café sounds very French. Yeah. Uh, sounds like some dirty Canadian in another hotel may have uh, <laughs> introduced it to us. But I was being facetious when I was tr- I was trying to say it's it's the B- the B-52 is the bean dip of drinks, you know, which is not that's not really doesn't sound like a compliment. No, but in not, fact, it's not actually. But in <laughs> fact, we're layering, which is great. So what are you doing right now? Here? So right now I'm spilling a little bit of it on the table. Yeah. But uh... <laughs> well, that goes without saying, Michael. I mean, what, what... OK, so what I've done is uh, thank you for asking me that because I would have just done it. So I've taken a cocktail spoon, but you can use a small spoon like a tablespoon, an espresso spoon. But if yeah. you have a cocktail spoon, which is those long sp- spoons that have a swirly twirl to it, mm. you Turn it upside down so that the back of the spoon or the rounded part of the spoon, uh, the domey part of the spoon, is slightly in your shot glass. But now this is the first layer. So why do you need the spoon for your first layer? You probably don't. 
you know why you need it for the first layer? Because you don't necessarily want the Kahlua, which yeah. is the first liquor you're going to put in, or any coffee base liquor, liquor yeah. yeah, base liquor, um, to touch the rest of the glass. So otherwise, if I was to pour it, it would touch the rest of the glass and it might obscure the next ingredient that I'm putting in. Okay. So this is not a Kahlua. This is something I've never seen before. Barista. Mm-hmm. which is made with Kona coffee, dark chocolate, and Caribbean amber rum. You son of a bitch. I really want to try this. Anyway, Whole30. The Whole30 continues. I did not... Uh, I couldn't find the Kahlua. My wife claims that we have Kahlua, and I was like, I'm just going to use this really expensive coffee liqueur that I really enjoy. Marco so. has a, a wife that's a liar. A pathological <laughs> I know liar. it's somewhere. Okay, so now this is, yeah. where, this is where we see if I, if I can master it. I'm going to okay. put the next layer. I'm concerned because I think Kahlua is probably thicker than this rum-based oh, drink, so, but so, we're going to so, see. see. We're going to see. So Marco is now pouring Baileys, And you right? want to do it slowly. Oh, oh, and the Baileys went right to the bottom. Yeah, so you're right. So in this case here, this liquor is not as dense as the... So I should have used the Kahlua. Well, yeah, for sure. So this is, but anyway, what's happened now is that Baileys has gone to the bottom. So yeah. you still have your layer. I still have my layer, but the layers are incorrect at this point. The oh. test, the true test will be... In other words, a classic B-52 would be Kahlua, Baileys, and then and then the Grand Marnier on top. I'm going to put the Grand Marnier in. We'll, we'll see, see what if happens. this... Yeah. We'll see what happens. Right now, we've got uh, we've got a nice cream at the bottom. You know what I'm reminded of right now? An Irish car bomb. I don't know why I'm just thinking oh. car bombs, which have those are party starters. I don't know if you've ever. No, I've never. Oh, is no? that where you drop the whiskey into it? Yeah, yeah. Well, because it's three. It's also three layers. All Irish: Jameson, uh, Bailey's, and then a Guinness. So you can see oh, here. Oh, dude, you did it. Not you really. It. Well, it's not, three distinct layers. Okay. Marco, you're being very hard on yourself. I'm I'm disappointed that I didn't have the right, the correct coffee liqueur. What you should be disappointed in is uh, is that uh, Neanderthal Ali Hassan is the one who sent to you. I don't think this is going to be thick enough. Why? Had I you, feel very proud and a little smug. Unless you did it. I should have noticed that as soon as I put it in because it didn't have the sort of thickness that a no see this is wrong this is not it, it is three layered but you can see that the baileys is clearly on the bottom i don't think it's going to affect the taste of it mm. once again the spoon having the spoon upside down and slowly pouring the second and third liquor on the spoon in the correct consecutive order will make this even better so had i done it had i realized that this coffee liqueur wasn't as dense, yeah. I would have done the Baileys first, then the coffee liqueur, and you'd have had more of a separation. So we have a new drink. Give it a name. Uh, failure, perhaps? Uh, yeah. What do you want to call it? I'm trying to think <laughs> of a B-52 song that's not Love Shack. Um, I mean, but there's no drink called the Love Shack, so you could actually okay. call that fair, the Love fair Shack. Enough. Take it. Maybe I'll call it R.E.M. I, call, prefer, yeah. <laughs> I prefer, prefer that band. All right, so I'm going to drink this okay. and spill it on my computer, uh, because you can't. Yes, and drink for I'm, those of us who right. can't. So typically a layered drink, if you were to have a Pousset Cafe, how you would drink it is you would drink one layer at a time. No, is yeah. that right? So you would have every flavor of the liquor. Now, that's not what the B-52 is traditionally drank as. It's kind of a shot. You shoot it back or whatnot. But I'm going to try it by drinking it one layer at a time. So you're going to have the Grand Marnier yeah. first. That's your top layer? Yeah, so I definitely get the Grand Marnier. Now I'm going to go for the next layer. That's your rum. So I'm getting the Grand Marnier and the rum. Okay. So this is actually... I would say this is a I nice like sipping this. sipping cocktail. Yeah. Now I'm going to go for the Baileys. And now you get the flavor of all three. I, see, really your, I, I see your energy peaking yeah, right so, now, too. I feel, I feel like you just livened you know, it's, up. It's interesting because this was not a cocktail I liked back in the day. Yeah. And now drinking it as an, as an older gentleman. Yeah, well, you, you drank it in a very sophisticated fashion, layer by layer. Yeah. And each layer permeated the next a little bit. So, uh, 
We need to video this stuff. I think we need to honestly have a video blog or something. That was great. I yeah, enjoyed that watching was, that. Okay, so you know what? But also my senses are very different because normally I'd be I'd be not watching you. Right. I'd be focused on drinking it myself. Mm-hmm. But now I can only do one thing, which is observe. And mm-hmm. in observing, uh, I learned that you have beautiful lips. And also then uh, <laughs> I knew that from uh, from our final segment of What's in Marco's Mouth. Yeah. I get to experience your lips on a... On a regular basis, but I, I like the way you drank that. I appreciate that you were able to describe it and you were able to sort of tell me, okay, what are you doing right now? Because I could have bypassed that. Once right. again, the key to that is take your time with it, have a spoon, have it upside down. That's a beautiful drink. If you have friends over, Yeah. end of the night, you've had your wine, you've had your dinner, you've had your snacks or whatnot. And you're like, let's finish the night with a B-52. It's yeah. something that's classic that people don't see so often anymore yeah. and it takes a bit of time and if you do it right it's really impressive so i think what we did what we did right now is the old uh, in, in in the indian pakistani household and i know italians do this too mm-hmm. let's say you know let's say you're in pakistani family you've made kebabs and then somebody uh whatever uh drops the kebab tray on the ground and now a bunch of them are broken you go you know what meatballs let's put them in a, a tomato sauce a curry sauce we were never having kebabs to begin with. That's kind of what happened here. We started with B-52s. Uh, you know, a mistake was made. Mm-hmm. And now we uh, we created the uh, the Duran 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 or there whatever you, you, the REM. Oh, REM is great. It's got three levels, the R, E, and M. None of those letters match up with the... Uh, the <laughs> no, uh, they don't. No, they, they don't. don't. Well, R for rum. M for the Maria of Tia Maria. Did right. you have Tia Maria? No, I didn't. That Grand was Marnier. Grand Marnier. And what is E? What is that? Bailey's. Bailey. Bailey. No. E. No, you're trying too hard there. I'm Listen, trying so hard. It is what it is. It <laughs> didn't quite work out, but it worked out well enough. Like, it was still layered. I will make a Pousset Cafe one day. When you're off your... Uh, and we have to stop saying what we're going to do in future episodes because we have a list so Listen, long. I, let's write I've this got, down. Let's write I, this I do. Down. I have Pousset a whole cafe. list. I have a whole list of. I had to add oysters to that because you think I'm not going to write the words Pousset Cafe uh, anyway? <laughs> that's ridiculous. That that's an actual. It's thing. spelled, that's if hilarious. I'm not mistaken, P O U S S E. It's not the spelling that okay, concerns me. It's the francophone pronunciation of something that's clearly trying to be filthy. I pass the baton to you. Me? Now? Here? Right now? I accept. Um, all right. This is obviously self-serving. Right. Okay. I'm on a, 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 a eating plan for yeah, a month we're that requires it, yeah. certain uh, things uh, to be out of my diet. So one of the things is no dairy, as I mentioned. Oh, man. I know. What are you going <laughs> to... This is like a nightmare for an Italian. <laughs> but what you can do, which... Um, which is amazing. You can use olive oils, okay? Italians sure. okay. to satisfy you. Uh, coconut oil oh, yeah. is great. You don't you ever want to overdo it. If you try to fry eggs in like too much coconut oil, it's a little bit too coconutty sometimes. Yeah. And the other thing is mm-hmm. ghee. Now, do you know what ghee is? I do know what ghee is. Good I love ghee. Ghee, if you... I'm not mistaken, is a South Asian um, clarified butter. It's a name for clarified butter. Nice one. Imagine you went, I love ghee. If I'm not mistaken, it is a truffle found in the woods. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Spelled G-H-E, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Double E, in fact. Oh, double E. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. That's what I meant to say. Like glee. With an H. With an H in it. Yeah. And if you Google ghee, you will find, you know... uh, Hundreds and hundreds of ways to mm. make it. I don't, you've probably never made it at home. You never. I've never made so it, but inclined. I've had. You bought it. Uh, very easy to make. Very easy to make. You need about twenty minutes, but all you're doing is bringing um, butter 
to a simmer, a low simmer. It'll foam on top. Yes. You let that foam. You can take off that foam as well. It's very salty. I find if you're using salted butter, people say you shouldn't use salted butter. I still do. I enjoy salt. Mm -hmm. Take off that foam. Then I uh, I toss some macaroni in it for my children. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, That's the first foam. Then you let it continue to boil. Put sage with that. Oh, yeah. When you do the butter. Oh, yeah, because yeah, we used sure. that butter, butter sage uh, sauce. Anyway, sorry. I will I do st- that, and I will report back to you about the disappointment my children have about sage. Not a lot. Just do a little bit, a I, hint of sage. I will do it. Okay. I will do it. Right. I want these kids to eat stuff. But anyways, you were saying I stopped your train of thought. Right. So you it foams up. That's fine. Uh, you let it boil a little bit more. Let's simmer, not boil. Sure. And then it foams a second time. And that second time that it foams, what happens is that all the milk solids, yes. so all the dairy effectively sinks to the bottom. In fact, it starts collecting at the bottom Mm. and almost hardening a little bit. And what you have left is clarified butter. So it no longer has dairy in it. It no longer has that casein in it, that protein that some people have a a bad reaction to. So you have this lactose-free product, dairy-free product. You have uh, something that you can now use at a very high heat because it's the dairy that that gives you that smoking point where butter you can't, you know, it'll burn very quickly. Now you can use it to to fry things on Mm. a high heat. And you also have something that's an amazing flavor. It's still got a buttery flavor. Maybe even some people say a better flavor than butter. Uh, I would say that I don't, you know, people try to tout it as having health benefits. I would say it's healthy, but, I, you know, I don't think you should have tablespoons and tablespoons sure. of it every day either. Correct me if I'm wrong. You do not have to refrigerate ghee. This is another interesting thing. Because the dairy component removed, it can sit outside. And that blows people's minds. It sometimes. won't go rancid. It will not go rancid. Mm-hmm. And how nice is it to have a... Uh, butter or a ghee that you can just spread on your on your toast. You don't have to wait for it to get room temperature. Okay, I'm off toast for the next. Okay, month or as on well, what? But... Like on the back of your <laughs> <Yeah>. hand. <laughs> okay, so I have. Who in front doesn't of me... like butter on the back of their hand? Huh? You show me that person. So what you have here mm-hmm. is uh, like, the reason I said it's self-serving is because the thing that I sautéed in ghee is some riced cauliflower. Okay. I don't like to say cauliflower rice. I like to say riced cauliflower. And there's a reason for that. And you know what? I, you understand you, where I'm going, I'm just right? going to say 100%. Right? 100%. The devil's yours. in the details here. Yeah. Because, you know, with all due respect to vegans, I've said on this show, I've, mm-hmm. done, I, 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 I've lived as a vegan for a couple mm-hmm. of months. I enjoy making uh, vegan dishes. But the challenge that vegans are up against is, is sort of like promoting their food as, as healthy. You add to that challenge when you say it's a burger. Or you say this is shrimp. Right. Or you so like tofu burger or right. tempeh shrimp or right. something like that, right? Now the problem is, or, or you call it ice cream. It's vegan ice right. cream. Now people have a point of reference. Mm. Yes. And then they become angry because this is not ice cream. This is yes. not a burger. You're, you're in a better place from a sales perspective. Yes, marketing 101. Call it uh, a cutlet. Call it uh, a vegan uh, patty for patty a burger is great, um, right? Mm-hmm. Now you don't have those comparisons being made. So this cauliflower is riced in the sense that it's um, you know either put through a ricer or in my case what I do is I, I put big chunks in a, a robot culinaire. What okay. do you call them? Uh, the, a mini um, food processor. Yes. And uh, zzz, zzz, that is it. And you have cauliflower the size of rice. Uh, I once took a cheese grater. Yeah. Piece of cauliflower, up, down, yes. up, down, up, down. A lot of mess. A lot of mess, yeah. A lot of mess. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I don't do and that. And you've got Otherwise, weird little florets that aren't the right size. Exactly. But in a pinch, 
That'll do. That'll Absolutely do. Absolutely right. Mm. And then that's fair to say. Not everybody has a, has a, a mini food processor. Um, but anyway, cauliflower rice is great. It's uh, a rice cauliflower. I yes. just screwed up. Yeah, I listen. Uh, I went against easy. everything. Some I vegans are like, what's this guy saying? <laughs> that's how vegans talk with a really yeah. deep voice. I don't have protein in my body, so I'm the devil. Okay, I'm going to try this. Sorry. <laughs> You're not. I'm not saying vegans are the devil, but they're the next best thing. All right. Please, Marco. This is oh, this is nice. The funny thing is that Marco ate at a vegan restaurant last night. She did Mm. not share. Now it's a little spicy. So what I did very simple: ghee, cauliflower. Oh, it's good. A little bit of salt. A little bit of uh, what do you what do you guys call it? Viagra. uh, um, It's calabrese. It's la bomba. La bomba. It's It's bomba. Yeah. But they call it uh, Viagra. That brand calls it Viagra. Yeah, exactly. Nice, nice try, guys. So yeah, yeah. so it spices it up. But this is very versatile. If mm-hmm. you have like a, let's say you had a Thai curry, a Thai chicken curry, you put it over this. For me, some people will have it crunchy like this. I like to steam it a little bit. This can be in place of uh, quinoa or uh, couscous in a tabbouleh or in another type of salad. It has a depth. The ghee brings a depth to it. Exactly right. That it takes away the sort of, um, when you think of butter, it's a buttery, you have this buttery flavor, this kind of light, fluffy milky, sweet flavor. Yeah. You don't get that with ghee. You get more of a um, robust, savory, um, um, intense flavor. Like it, it, what's nice about it is it holds up to the the spice in this case. Yeah. As olive wood, as olive oil would, but it has more of an interesting depth is how, is the best way I can describe it. I'm going to call you Joey Adjectives because you're – honestly, robust is such a good way mm-hmm. to describe this because it really is this full flavor when it's key. To cut the, the spice of La Bomba, I put in some cherry tomatoes as yep. well to have a little bit of sweetness. And this on its own is a great stack. Now, let's say you have some you know, shredded chicken or pork or something like that. You can also add this in and you, you got to give yourself a great stack. What do you use ghee for? What, what do you – when you're like thinking ghee – What's your automatic no, association? No, that's the wrong question. What okay. do you not use okay. ghee for? You put it on your cereal. You put no, you don't. You any anywhere you fry something, you can now use ghee. But it's actually more versatile than butter because, as I said, butter will burn quickly. Right. Ghee, ghee will won't. not. So now you can do like stuff that you you fry on a high heat. Mm-hmm. So you say you're sautéing vegetables on a high heat, like in a use wok. Ghee. You can use ghee. You can also use any kind of oil, but ghee again. There's there's a, there's a flavor component that you get here. That's yeah, because I'm always I'm always careful because olive oil. You got to be careful with that smoking point, right? Exactly. And I have other oils like avocado oil. I wouldn't dare right use. And there's certain oils I don't want to use because they're not supposed to be like safflower oil or other oils. They're not supposed to be good for you per sure. se, right? So sure. I do like a coconut oil, but like you said, too much coconut oil in with eggs. All of a sudden, you've got this sweet egg thing. Ghee would be a better uh, substitute. Right, and here just to give did you, you make idea, this ghee? I did make this. Oh, ghee. this is awesome. What am I? Uh, what am I? Oh, savage? I'm not going to make my own. Uh, ghee? It has a wonderful smell to it. Yeah, I like the smell. I can see how people might not, but it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, no, I like it as well. And so this is the thing that you were talking about. This is the thing that, and I'll have pictures of this on our on our site. Mm-hmm. This is the thing just sits on your counter, right? So, and how long would that last you? So you have a little like jam jar of. Uh, Ghee. How long would that last you in your home? I mean, this is a, at least 250 mil, 300 mil. Yep. This will, for me, look, if I wasn't doing the whole 30, it could last uh, over two months. Okay. Right? Because I use it in moderation because so I have much. other things. You don't need much. But right now, because we're doing the whole 30 and we're every time we make sure. eggs, this is there. Cauliflower rice, this is there. Sometimes it's mixed with coconut oil. Sometimes it's mixed with olive oil. So this will, uh, two weeks, 
and this jar will be done. Amazing. Uh, can you have honey in your uh, whole thirty? Cannot have honey because honey uh, is sugar. What's the sweetest? Uh, sugar, what's the sweetest thing you can have? I can have a date. A date. Yeah. Okay. Date sugar. Uh, that's Depends. kind of defeating okay. the pro- process, okay. uh, defeating the so, uh, purpose okay. a little bit. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you're like in a pinch, what we have is we have this massive bag of dried. Uh, mangoes. Okay. Just mango. That's the only ingredient. Mm-hmm. So you have it, but it is very sweet. It's right. like candy right. sweet. So you're like, ah, maybe I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do here. I'm you just know? thinking of what you could put with that. And there's, it seems so said, versatile. Look, absolutely. Vers- just a piece of sourdough bread toasted yeah. and you put ghee on it. It's amazing. Uh, but anywhere else you should. Egg fried, like um, scrambled or actually fried eggs in ghee, really one of my favorite things. But you get too used to it, then you go have two fried right. eggs in a restaurant, and you're like, eh, "Where's the flavor?" Could have used ghee, you know what I mean? So yeah. you don't want to be too snobby about it. But um, yeah, I really love this stuff, and it's you're supposed to have uh, a lot of health benefits. Obviously, there's those cooking benefits that it has above butter, and if you're you know you're trying to cut out dairy, if you find dairy is inflammatory or whatever the case is. So for someone who's great. lactose or who has issues with dairy, yeah. try ghee. Especially because my brother-in-law has issues with dairy and he doesn't like coconut oil. And he's Italian? No. He, no, he's Greek. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, feta probably works with him. I find that a lot of people who have lactose issues, somehow sheep's milk, goat's milk, mm-hmm. not an issue. He doesn't like cheese. He has a problem with cheese. Well, that guy can take a hike. That's what I say. Right? That's what I say. Well, sometimes we'll be having, he's like, I don't know, I understand how you, I'm, how you can eat this cheese. I'm like, it's Parmigiano Reggiano. It's my favorite cheese. Don't diss it in front of me. Right. Not right. in my home. Not you don't come home. to my home and talk ill about cheese. No. I yeah. got to say, this ghee and this dish you made, on point. Thank you. And yeah. you know what, uh, Marco? Usually you take one bite and then you put it aside. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this guy didn't like that. But this time you've gone in three times. So I know. Mm-hmm. I have the proof in front of my eyes. That, it uh, really that elevates. It. Rice cauliflower, you can imagine how bland that can be. Yeah. A little bit of ghee. A little bit of pepperoncino or hot peppers or chilies or whatever yeah. spice you can handle. And then you can throw any vegetable in there. You could have put uh, green peppers. You could have put uh, you put tomatoes, but you could have put other things. Totally. Yeah. This actually, this this feels very, we were speaking about this earlier, about the, the, the rise of uh, cauliflower. This this feels very uh, au courant. It feels very hipster right Ooh, now I because like it's uh, cauliflower is seeing a resurgence for a variety of reasons, right? We're seeing it in the pizza crust. We're seeing like uh, spit roasted cauliflower, oh, like like cauliflower steaks where they cut it and then yeah. they put it on the grill, a little barbecue sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Nuts. Oh, you were talking about uh, uh, chicken wing substitute, yes. right? Cauliflower wings, which please don't call it cauliflower. You could okay. So another thing that we were talking about that has made a resurgence is um, uh, Brussels sprouts. Yeah, Brussels sprouts go well with with butter. Traditionally, like the French will make Brussels sprouts. Oh, you man. make it with ghee, yeah. a bit of salt. I'm probably going to do that this week. Oh, that's great. I'm probably going to do that this week. Basically, you know, Brussels sprouts had this this mystery to them. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what sprouts were when I was a kid. Uh, the Brussels was meaningless except mm-hmm. for it was the capital of Belgium, but that had nothing to do uh, with Presumably that. had nothing to do with it. You grow up, you start cooking, and you go, wait a minute. This is just a baby cabbage. That's mm-hmm. effectively what we're looking at here. You know, you buy like a, a, a small cabbage – you buy Brussels sprouts and you're like, these are the exact same family. Right. So I, I don't know, somehow, and cabbage, you don't meet tons of people who have problems with cabbage. You're right. I mean, a lot of people have problems with Brussels sprouts. So I just started looking at it as cabbage and uh, and flavoring it in a way. And you were talking about uh, Lydia, uh, Lydia Bastianich. Yeah. Um, you know, pancetta or bacon sure. and butter can go a long way towards making 
you know, you weren't talking about her on this show, but no, no, we were talking about her in on the way over yeah, here. Yeah, I was, I was a little bit bad mouthing her, but this is your moment to shine. Listen, I'm going to just say this. <laughs> I'm going to say this. Lydia is a great chef. As much as she can sometimes get get on my nerves, she's a. F- I was watching her last night, and I was like. This woman knows what she's doing. She was doing food combinations. For me, it's it's especially with Italian food. Um, so many people feel like it's all about throwing a million different spices in it. Throw oregano, throw basil, just just pound it in there, right? In the states, they have this Italian spice. Italians, you would never go in Italy and be like, I need Italian spice, which is like, you know, onion powder, garlic powder. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not the way we do it. Right. I love a chef. Who just uses the right spice or the right uh, what's what would you say like sage and thyme? Those aren't spices. Herbs. Herbs. The right herbs with the dishes, and she just does it. And she's like, and this dish just gets thyme, and it's like that's right, thyme and salt. It doesn't need more than that. Yeah. Don't kill it. So props out to her, even though it's bad mouthing her in your car. Why does she get on your nerves? Um, she doesn't. She yeah, re- she okay. she really <laughs> doesn't get on my nerves. But sometimes it's like I watch her show, and she's a little bit too happy in this whole tutti a tavola stuff. She's kind of used it. She's kind of like, it's. I know it's her thing. What is tutti tavola? Uh, tu- tutti a tavola means everybody to the table. So it would, table, be, it would okay. be something that um, a mom would say to the family. It's like the dinner's ready, tutti a tavola. Let's, yeah. And it would be a casual thing. You wouldn't Dinner say time. it. You wouldn't necessarily see it. I guess you could if you were having guests over for dinner and you were making a dinner and it was ready. You could say tutti a tavola. And it just means that like, everybody come to the table. Sure. It's time to eat, right? So... I just feel like she she leans in on that a bit a bit much. So, the word tutti is getting around. Uh, I think we've spoken about this. Word. What does tutti matti mean? There's a uh, everybody's tutti means uh, everyone. Everything, everyone. everyone yeah. right? Tutti. Uh, so tutti frutti or tutti frutti yeah. means uh, all the fruits. Yeah. Every fruit. Every, right. Uh, all the fruits. And matti. Matti means crazy. It's oh, another is that right? way. It's another That's a way to say. Name. Yeah, it's another way to say. So pazzi. Is also crazy, pazzo yeah. or pazza. Yes, Trans, right. uh, in the plural form is pazzi, matto or matta. I think it's a Tuscan word, becomes matti. So because it's a Tuscan word, it becomes a standard Italian word because uh, the Tuscan dialect has become what we use as standard Italian, and therefore you can use both words to mean crazy. And that's a restaurant name. Yeah. In Toronto. You in know Toronto. That, right? Yeah, and I, everyone's I've crazy. Met, I've met the chef, yeah. Okay. Sure. And it's a Tuscan, it's actually a Tuscan, um, and that's why the cignale, the 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 boar the wild boar is their symbol or like I think is because the boar is a little bit crazy. Well, yes, and because it's a, it's Tuscan, a Tuscan it's a Tuscan yeah, right. delicacy, right? Side note, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunate side note, tutti. Yeah. If you were uh, a Punjabi speaker, oh. you would read it as tutti, which means a big uh, heaping pile of shit. Really? Yeah. Uh, very unfortunate. Oh, that's interesting. So, and and mutti is like. Uh, <laughs> Mati is, uh, is is like uh, dirt. So a dirty, so pi- a heaping pile of shit. Mati means like uh, dirty shit, basically. What, a, what, an, what an unfortunate name for a restaurant. If that place uh, <laughs> wanted to make sure it had no Punjabi speakers in it, it did a great job. Well, imagine uh, that restaurant became huge, right? Yeah. Like an Eastside Mario's or something. And it traveled all over the world. But uh, they're like, I don't know why we can't make it in the South yeah, Asian yeah, market. Yeah, exactly. It's that old uh, Chevy Nova thing in Mexico. Do you yeah. remember that story? Nova means Nova. no go. This yeah. car is not going to go. So they Nobody were like the Chevy it. Nova had to become something else in Mexico. Tutti Mati, Tutti Mati would have to be something very different in oh. India once it gets there. Anyway. That's uh, amazing. It's putting the cart before the horse. That's amazing. Tutti From... Mati, great. All the best to you. 
There you go. <laughs> you know, from 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 Ghee all the way to here. This is this is one of the things I love about this podcast. Uh, I just want to mention before we go to our next segment, you can email us at podcasteatdrink at gmail. We never mention it on our show. We're always like look in the show notes. I figured at least one show I'm going to mention it. Podcast eat drink at gmail.com. Twitter is podcast eat drink. Instagram, podcast eat drink. Facebook, about Facebook. Podcast eat drink. All right. It's, 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 the whole, it's the whole nine yards. So email us if you want to see an item featured on this show. Yeah. Email us if you want to see a cocktail featured on the show. If you have a correction on something we've made or said, let us know. We'll ignore it, but let us know no, nonetheless. We, ignore it. we will highlight it. We will mock ourselves and then maybe mock you there for you reasons go. that are completely unjustified. But right in. Come on. Don't, uh, don't let that discourage you. Speaking uh, of being mocked. Yeah, here we go. Uh, what is in Marco's mouth? What's in Marco's mouth? That's right. What's in Marco's mouth? It's nothing dirty. Really guessing, really messing. Let's find out. What's in Marco's mouth? Okay. It's the most wonderful time. Oh, it's man. the hap- happiest time. It's good for oh, me, but you're, you're never keen on this. But I like this. It's not even December like yet. This. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I gotta take a. I gotta take a picture of you. I need to take pictures of you. We'll do that. But uh, I feel like you know, you're the model here. I gotta wear. You know? I gotta wear a toque or something because I know I'm gonna look like hell in these pictures. I gotta show you this picture afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, this is great. All right. So. What's in Marco's mouth? Here okay. we go. Are you ready? I'm this ready. Coming. Okay. The forkful's coming your okay. way. This is, a, this is a thing with a... Well, you know what? I'll give you hints afterwards. First okay. you try it, and then we'll see what happens. Let's make sure it's not too hot. Ah, I've already given you a clue. Well, I've got my mouth this. open for time. <laughs> all this time. I had my mouth open. You're like, okay, let me know when to open it's, my mouth. You open your okay. mouth, and it's here, and it's going in. It's like feeding a child. Okay. Is it too hot, by the way? No, it's mushy. Oh, it's, it's flavorful. Okay. It's um, savory. All right. It has a fine grit to it. It tastes like something from the squash family. Um, there's definitely ghee in it. Definitely ghee in it. <laughs> definitely ghee in it. Um, had subtle I hint of you ghee earlier today, you would have had no idea there's ha- ghee in it. It has salt, a little bit of salt. Um, it could have used a pinch more for my liking. Okay, I have okay, another okay, taste of it. All right, now we're critiquing what's <laughs> okay. in his mouth. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Let me know when I should be opening my mouth. Okay, here we go. Open up. Okay. Mm. Well, that's a big piece. Okay. Well, you critique the salt content. That's what you get now. Hmm? That's, a, that's why I like this, too. It's a little bit, I can be spiteful. Okay, so now I got little chunks of things in it. And so it's been pureed. I know this flavor so well. I know it. <laughs> oh, buddy. This is okay. Uh, oh, yes. I love this. I love this. Yeah, he's picking things out of his mouth, sniffing them, and then putting them back in his mouth. This, normally, <laughs> this is like not something you would do. This is like the group most in, grotesque thing. Yeah. Okay, I got one more. One more. You got one uh, more? Okay. One more stab at it. I only get okay. three tastes. This one might have a little bit more okay. salt for you. Okay, okay. Open up. Open up. Uh, Take it in. It's a vegetable. Orange or yellow in color. Oh, I love that. You know the color even with a blindfold. Yeah, on. Look no, at you. I'm trying to taste like what is it? It's a fall dish. It's a fall vegetable. 
I'm trying to like talk my way through it. Yeah. Uh, it's a root vegetable. It is. Um, it's a root vegetable. It's that. It's a turnip. It's a pureed turnip with ghee, salt, and a, a spice. I can't really tell. I want to say turmeric or cumin. That's my final answer. I'm going to final take answer. Yeah. Take it off. What it is is it's sweet potato. Oh. And it's sweet potato sautéed in ghee, as per your uh, earlier assessment. A little bit of coconut oil in there, uh, too. Okay? Okay. So all you do is you steam that. It gets soft. You mush it. And to that mush, you add salt. And you add some parsley. And to throw you oh, the- off the scent, okay. I added some pepitas, some sunflower, some um, uh, pumpkin seeds. I mean, come on. Like, hey, like what are you doing? Listen, I got if you had said sweet potato, we would have been off to the races. Okay. I did I say orange, you. though. I did say it was orange. You said right? orange. Okay. You said fall. But okay. you, you had it. Root, like this, in vegetable. the squash family, okay. you thought. Uh, like, but it's I, not I squash. Okay. It's not. But, I mean, who's going to? Come on. Squash. The pepitas threw me off because you know what happened? Mission when I, accomplished. When I was crunching them, I was thinking, okay, it's a puree of something. And... So then I was thinking root. It must be a root vegetable. And I was thinking, what what is fibrous enough that can turn into mush? But you know what? Now that I think of it, it doesn't... Um, I added a little bit of lime juice as turn well. Turnips don't turn into that. Okay. No. Okay, Turnips listen. have a little bit of a bite to it. Hey, I'm, I'm, I feel like you did some good stuff here. I'm going to say, I'm going to take that as a loss. <laughs> no, Guys, thanks for coming out it's there. A okay, it's, it's a loss. loss. It's a yeah, loss. But, but great, great effort. Mm-hmm. You weren't off... Uh, I mean, how many ingredients are you expecting me to like... like I, Sometimes it's like one the, thing. I'm the, Sometimes uh, it's one thing, and it's easy. Sometimes it's you know like what he's it is? gonna get sweet he potato. Got, he got upset when I got. Not only did I get pomegranate, oh but God. I also got that it was in a container with cilantro. That and you've been upset ever since then. <laughs> and now I'm paying. I have a I'm, I'm paying the price. <laughs> I'm paying the price with my culinary tongue. That was great. I was like, no, there's no cilantro. And then I look at the container. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the container I used for uh, I tossed the salad in here earlier. Right on. Okay, Okay, great. Well, you've done very well for yourself, young man. So I'll I'll tell people that this is, again, in ghee, if you don't have ghee, butter is great. Just big slices of sweet potato. Cover them. You kind of steam them Mm -hmm. in butter or ghee. Once they're soft enough, it's basically mashed potatoes, but it's mashed yeah. sweet potato. And then any, you know, there's so many herbs that mm-hmm. would be great here. Like chopped up basil would be fantastic here. Cilantro would be great. I had parsley. That's what I used. And then if you toast pepitas, I feel like it's a really nice addition to this. You really subtracted the sweetness of the yam or the sweet potato, yeah. I should say, um, in this case. That threw me off because sweet potato has such a distinct flavor you yeah. know right away right but with all the ingredients that you added to it it really brought it to savory right i never understand when people make sweet potatoes and they add sweetness to it my wife will do it she'll put like the candied yams are a mystery to me as well yeah, what like, are we doing here you know in the u.s uh happy thanksgiving by the way because people yes. will be listening yeah. in the u.s uh and it will be their thanksgiving we Canadians celebrate in October in case they're like, what is he talking about? Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving number one, we call the, it. Yes, the first Thanksgiving. <laughs> kind of like the first Noel. But yeah. um, so they'll put like marshmallows on top of. Uh, That's yes. obscene. Yeah. That's well, obscene. I don't know if it's obscene. I- I'm telling you okay. that it's obscene and you've got to believe me. Have you had it though? <laughs> I mean, I'll do it. I, I had, had, it. I had I a had sweet it. potato pie and it was fantastic. Okay, I had sweet potato pie. And? 
Uh, it's okay. Okay, fair enough. I don't have a sweet tooth, right? Oh, so already a, I'm see, in a bad place. I have place. a sweet tooth. Why do you think I'm dragging uh, the sweet out of this thing? What is your What is your dessert go to? What is your sweet go to? Okay, so <laughs> this is the lamest thing anyone's no, no. gonna hear. But uh, fresh fruit is always oh, like. Come on, that's lame. I know. That's just I, lame. I told Dude, you it was lame. Okay. I set it up by saying lame. Fresh fruit is number one. Right. Number two. I don't count that. You don't count. That. I don't count okay. that. Okay. I, I call bullshit on that. Okay. Uh, number two is cheese. Because the only thing that could have been worse. Yeah. Would have been cheese or my wife, okay? So, like, like, I'm talking sweet. I'm not talking, like, I want I'm, a sweet. Like, okay. what is your sweet? Cheese. I'm, I'm into, cheese. Uh, you know what, dark chocolate's okay. It's not too sweet. Get out of here. Get out mind. of the studio. Get, like, that's not, you can't, <laughs> if the cacao is 99% okay, how about, how and full about of tannin. I make a creme brulee. That's not too sweet. I make a ginger creme brulee. I make a mango creme brulee. Why don't you just spit in my face? You don't like creme brulee? I do like creme brulee. Okay. But the whole point of creme brulee is you brulee the sugar on top. Course, what are you going to do? No, no, no. The sugar is there okay. on top. But inside, like, so sometimes you use a mango puree, like canned mm-hmm. mangoes, and then they recommend a cup of sugar. I typically oh, won't okay. do okay. I see I'll what you're saying. a little okay. bit of, you know, so it'll be lightly flavored creme You brulee. don't like sweets at all. It's just not my thing. You okay. know what I like sweets? I like sweets when I start giving up alcohol. And then my body is like, like, I'm like, oh, my God, this is what it feels like to have a sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. Right now, I have given up alcohol on this, this whole 30 What's your thing, go-to alcohol, though? Is it a sweeter alcohol? Like, is your go-to no. a rum? I do like rum. So but, that's okay. where I'll, I'll go in rum. But okay. then rum and Coke gets too sweet for me. Okay. Rum and Coke's like, I can have one. Okay. Which is weird. In my 20s, it was like five rum and Cokes a night, and there was nothing but... Uh, what about when it's a Cuba Libra? I like the... it because the lime okay. cuts it, right? right? The lime cuts that sweet. It's oh, better. man. Yeah. But I would rather have like a tequila-based drink, gin-based. I mean, I've had some stuff which is like uh, sweet and it's great. But when it's too sweet, I'm like, ah, now I'm drinking. See, what's dessert. interesting is that you're a very sweet person. Like you've got a sweet di- disposition Marco. too, right? And I'm a very bitter person, but I love sweets. I mean, I we, could eat. So I, you could say to me, there. listen, I don't have dinner for you, but yeah. I've got four rounds of sweet things, dessert. And I'd be like, that's all I need. Or, or you might even say only four. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we go out you. With, we go out for dinner with friends and they're all about the appetizer. And for me, it's like let's save room for dessert and nobody wants to save room for dessert. Yeah. And I always feel like a schmo when I'm like I'll have a dessert and no one else is having the dessert. Yeah. So I look at my wife and I'm like kind of like have a dessert, split a dessert with me so I don't look like a schmo, yeah. right? But 9 out of 10 times we've eaten all the bullshit appetizers, olives in in a bowl. <laughs> dried chickpeas, some charcuterie, whatever. But we don't have room for dessert. And that, That's my friend, so is a crime. That's so funny that you look at it like uh, I ate all your bullshit appetizers yeah. off the top. I did that for you. Yeah. Now you help me yeah. and you eat some dessert with me. That's very funny. For me, a charcuterie board is one of the most bullshit things around. And we'll talk about it in a future we episode. Will, okay. and we'll I'm going to leave you with that controversy. We'll, I love it. I love that you're saying that. I'm just set a fire and leave. That is, uh, that is a tremendous statement. Yep. It's ballsy. It's offensive. It's edgy. Yeah. And, and that's what we There's going to be chefs Also, who... also uh, inappropriate is your pronunciation of charcuterie. But anyway. Oh. Right? We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, okay. We got a lot... <laughs> Stay tuned for the charcuterie <laughs> episode. Uh this has been Eat and Drink. Uh, we hope you enjoyed yourself. I had uh, fun. I had a great time, too, and I'm sorry I couldn't drink your drink, but I feel like I witnessed you 
in your error, mm-hmm. hey, Marco, Marco makes errors. You know, he's Listen. only human. This is what he does. This is part of his thing. But in your error, you made a great drink. I feel like, gee, there will be people who haven't thought about it in a long time. There will be people who, people who didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll spike some curiosity at least. When you're off your 30-day challenge or Which whatever the fuck soon. it's called. It's coming up, yes. We're going to go to a bar. We're going to order B-52s. We're going to send the first one back because I know it's going to be wrong. <laughs> and then you and I are going to sit. B-52s. Just to pour wow. Pour what kind of people would we be if we send a B-52 back? This B-52 is not for my this liking is, This thing. is not layered in, in a manner in which I'm accustomed. All right. Have a great rest of your day, folks. Enjoy yourselves, guys. We hope you got your fill of eat and drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up.